0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: National Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening, and Sean Holmberg's taking some time tonight, but he should be back tomorrow night, and we're glad that he will be back. Just want to let you know, if you need to call in, uh, we'll have the call-in number right now. You can listen in. We, we actually won't be taking calls probably for about an hour, um, and we won't be doing any music for a little bit just because we don't have a switchboard right now. So just want to let you know, but we are taking calls. You can call in, listen in, 619 638 And always, our website's up at www.prayerinternational.org. And if you want to connect with us uh, via email, feel free to email us at prayerinternational@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Send in your questions, your comments, concerns. You know, if you've uh, got prayer requests, we want to know about that. If you've got testimonies. Or you want to talk about what the Lord is doing in your life, or what He's been doing through the prayers? Let us know that too. You know, we just want to know that we're making a difference in your life. We want to know that we are an extension of the body of Christ for you. And so, wherever you're at uh, in this process, you know, if you found us on the radio, found us on the internet, whether it was blog talk or whether it was on our website, look, we just want to make ourselves available. Sean and I and our families. In our ministry team We just want to be available for prayer For encouragement And just to help build you up in the things of God You know we need that We need to be built up in our inner man We need to be grown up in the things of God The Bible says Iron sharpens iron And that's how people do one to another So does one man sharpen another Just like iron sharpens iron And that's what we do God rubs his people together And knocks off the rough edges and, and works out a process in their lives, in our, all of our lives, to bring us to a maturity, to bring us to a fullness, to bring us to a higher place, if you will, or a more mature place, rather, in him. And so that's our goal. That's what we're here for. That's what we aim to do. We want to build you up. There's plenty of things out there tearing you down. The, the enemy has people out there. He's got television, radio, uh, movies, Internet, everything out there, people with their philosophies and their ideologies, with nothing else to say but, to, but things to, to stop you or halt you or hinder you in your progression in your Christian walk. But what we want to do, the Bible says, you who are spiritual should restore. And see, Jesus is in the business of restoring people. The kingdom of God is about restoration and reconciliation, redemption. We don't kick people when they're down But we want to lift them up To a place where they can get healed And they can get whole And they can get strong in the things of God And so with that being said I want to pray for you tonight And we're going to just go to the Lord In the spirit of prayer We're going to go to the Lord in the spirit of prayer And uh, just ask the blessing on the show tonight So Father in the name of Jesus We just ask, Lord God, Father, first of all, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins. We thank you for your salvation that was freely given to us. That's good. Agree. Agree in prayer. And we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, for what you're doing for your people, Lord. The men and the women, the teenagers that are listening tonight, those that maybe they can't even tune in, but we just lift up the body of Christ to you. We lift up everyone that names the name of Jesus tonight and those that are seeking truth. And Father, we pray, Father God, reveal yourself in a mighty way. Reveal yourself in a genuine way. Lord, you're not just a history book, but you want us to experience you. You want us to have an experience, an encounter with the living God. So Father, tonight we pray, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself on the show tonight. Teach us your word tonight, Father. Take us into a spirit of prayer. And an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of worship, Father, where we can get into Your presence, tonight. Lord. We love Your presence, Father. We love Your presence, Father. We love Your presence on the show, Lord, and, and in our lives, Father. And Lord, that's why we aim to to worship, Father. We 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 would do nothing but play music all night long if we knew that You would show up, and we're not worried about our our message or our agenda, but rather Your message, Lord, and Your agenda. So, Father, we say come kingdom of God, come will of God, be done in our lives, be done in the lives of the men and children and the the women that are listening tonight. Father, God, touch them in a mighty way. Father, those that are sick in their bodies, Father, we just declare by the stripes of Jesus they are healed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Father, your spirit is going forward right now. If you're sick in your body, listen, I want you, whether you're listening by archive or live, listen, it doesn't matter, God knows you're listening, and this is a point of contact If you're sick in your body, let me tell you something. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He died on a cross for your sins, but he also died on a cross to set you free in your body, to set you free in your mind, to set you free from the torment of the enemy that's holding you back from progressing and going forward in your life. And so tonight I declare to you, be healed. I declare to you, in Jesus' name, be healed. I declare tonight, cancers go. I declare tonight, sicknesses go. I declare tonight, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah. Wherever you're sticking your body, lay your hands on that that, that spot. Maybe you, you're uh, dealing with a thyroid condition tonight. Right now, I speak to that thyroid condition and I tell it to go and be healed in the name of Jesus. Maybe you're dealing with a sleep deprivation. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep at night for one reason or another. Listen, I speak to you peace tonight. God gives his beloved sleep. Maybe you're believing God. For peace in your mind Maybe you've been tormented You've been anxious about something Something just got you stirred up Listen, in the name of Jesus I stir up the gift of God in you I stir up the Holy Spirit in you And in the name of Jesus I tell you to be whole I tell you to be clothed in your right mind I tell you to have a sound mind In the name of Jesus Now Father we thank you Lord You told us if we agree and touch anything According to your will it would be done and, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you hear us when we pray. When there's two or more of us scattered together in agreement, you're in our midst. And we thank you, Lord, that you're here. We thank you, Lord, that you're healing us. We thank you, Lord, that you're actively moving on our behalf. And we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing for your people tonight. Father, all over the globe, here in America, Father, we lift up Israel to you right now. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for prosperity. We pray for protection. We pray that your spirit would rule and reign over Israel and reveal Jesus Christ as the soon-coming king, as the Messiah of the Jewish people. And we thank you, Lord God, your blessings on America. Father, we pray, Father God, that you would make adjustments in our our government, especially with the things going on and the things that they're doing, Lord. Do a work, And we just give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, listen, if you're just tuning in, Just want to uh, welcome you to Prayer International Radio. We're just kind of wrapping up a short prayer time. We're about to go into a time of worship uh, briefly. So let me go ahead and give you our info. If you need to tune in, we're at www.prayerinternational.org. That's our website. Our email address, again, is prayerinternational@gmail.com. at Also, we'll have that posted up in the chat room. We'll have that posted on our website.
2: And if you want to call in, the
1: caller number is 619-638-8458. You can listen in right now. Um, We'll have the chat room up in about five to ten minutes. And, of course, we will have our lines open for people to call in. We're going to go into a time of worship. You know, we really emphasize and stress. We don't stress, but we focus on worship on the show for a reason. And that reason is this. God inhabits the praise of his people. Wherever people are praising God, he's going to be there in the midst of them. Wherever people are lifting up his name, he's moving on their behalf. So right now we just declare, Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is with us. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would cover the earth with your glory, with your knowledge, just like the waters cover the sea, Lord. Father, we pray, Father God, that you'd reveal yourself in a mighty way, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Praise you, Father. Well, listen, I just want to encourage you guys, Second Thessalonians five. So just pray continually.
2: Pray continually. It's a commandment. And everything, give thanks.
1: It's a commandment. We don't really see it like that sometimes, but honestly, yeah. It's a command of the Lord. Rejoice
2: always. And again, I say rejoice.
1: These are commands. These are things that the Lord commands us to do. Listen, we're going to worship. This is the day that the Lord made. We're going to choose to rejoice. We're going to be glad of it today. So we're going to go into a time of praise probably for about 20 minutes. So just sit back, relax, enjoy. Allow the Holy Spirit to just minister to you tonight. And then when we get good in the presence of God and we're saturated and the feeling right, we're going to dive into that word and we're going to just see what the Lord has to say to us tonight. So here is a song. Maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you're not. It's called Angus D. And we'll just go from there. Alright, well, just wanted to take some time, you know, until we'll probably kind of be on and off with the worship tonight a little bit, just, you know, I just kind of want to share my heart a little bit, but you know, we're talking about encounters with God, we're talking about His presence, you know, God is looking for hearts that are His, God's looking for people that will worship Him in spirit and in truth, He's looking for people that will believe Him in His word. He's looking for people that will take him at his word and take him serious. So that's what we're doing. We're declaring and preaching the kingdom. We're teaching the ways of the kingdom. What is the kingdom, you know? There's two kingdoms. This world is comprised of two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. There's a spiritual realm. And even though we want to separate the natural and the spiritual, we need to realize it's all coincidental. Okay, even though you're learning around here in your earth suit, okay, in your uh, the temple of the Holy Spirit, you're still a spirit being in a spiritual world. Even though the majority of what we deal with on a day-to-day basis is the natural, is the flesh, is the mind, intellect, and the emotions, and the, the physiology physiology, and anatomy. Okay, we we think about that part. Um, but a lot of times we don't think about ourselves being spirit beings. But the truth is, you're a spirit being the minute you're born. And you're spiritually alive and spiritually connected to God the minute you're born again. So eternity in heaven for you really starts the minute you accept Jesus, the minute the Holy Spirit comes into your life. And you're quickened on the inside by the Spirit of God. It brings you into a new kingdom. It brings you a kingdom perspective. And in other words, your spiritual eyes are finally open, your spiritual ears are finally open. Finally, your capacity and your ability to connect with God is turned on or made alive, or, or the, the connection starts when all of a sudden you're born again. But see, we get so caught up in the things of this world. We get so caught up in the busyness of our day. We get so caught up with the this and that and the other that a lot of times we don't set our minds on things above. We don't keep a kingdom mindset. We don't we don't carry ourselves like we're spirit beings. And because we don't operate, we don't carry ourselves like we're spirit beings. Because we don't operate, we don't carry ourselves in a kingdom mentality. It's very few and far between. It's it's not very often rather That we ever see kingdom business Very little Very little kingdom business Going on Among a, a group Of people with a non-kingdom Mindset With a non-kingdom agenda And see I talk in these terms Because these are the same terms That Jesus used And so that we don't Mix our theology up And we don't Uh, Try to confuse people Let's just use Bible language Let's just use Jesus terms Because see it's hard To read uh, In black and white something And then turn around And say well it really doesn't say that When it clearly says it And so if we'll take God's word For what it says And we'll begin to apply it to our lives We'll begin to apply it to our situations We'll begin to pray it and declare it and confess it and believe it rather than all the other voices out there and all the other words and all the other mindsets and things that are competing for your time and your attention that are competing for your life, so to speak. So you're either going to live your life as a living sacrifice unto God or you're going to live your life unto yourself or as a sacrifice unto the, the Father of life as a sacrifice unto the devil. You're either going to live for yourself, you're going to straight up live for the devil, or you're going to live for God. Those are the choices that you're faced with on a day-to-day basis. No matter who you are, whether you're in church or out of church, whether you've confessed Jesus or you haven't, the bottom line is, regardless, day by day, you're faced with a choice Day by day, you're faced with a choice, and those choices are, like I said, you either choose to serve yourself, you choose to serve the devil, or you choose to serve the Lord. That's it. There's there's no gray area. Okay, have you ever read a Bible? It's black and white and red at times. some Some versions have the words of Christ written in red. Why they do that? They want it to stand out. They want it to be emphasized more than the rest of it. Why? He's the one we're serving. We're, we're we're following His ways. We're doing things His way, or we should be. Doesn't mean we always are. Doesn't mean I always am. Doesn't mean you always are. Or am I alive? But you know what? Let me tell you something. That's why we have the blood of Jesus. That's why we have grace. That's why we have a loving, forgiving Father that understands where we're at. And he knows if we're serving the devil. He knows if we're serving ourselves. And he knows if we're wholeheartedly serving him. And if we're wholeheartedly serving him, there's room to make mistakes. If we're wholeheartedly really serving him and going after his agenda and his plan and his mindset, his kingdom, well, then it's okay because you know what? Sometimes there's a little creative license. What I mean by that is if you mess up, confess up. Look, if you mess up, confess it. Don't hide your sin. Confess it to God. Let Him deal with it. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We always think of confessing our sin as this horrible thing, but there's freedom in it. There's a freedom in it. There's a liberty in it. When you've got a clean conscience before God and you know He's pleased with you, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. So the Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And you got three choices. You, the devil, or the Lord. And even the people that are manipulating and controlling in your life, they're either being, you know, pure by themselves or the devil, or the Holy Spirit, period, whoever the people in your life are. So if you're going to follow people's advice, or do things for other people or other people like Make sure they're at least Holy Spirit-filled people that are giving you godly advice. Or at least giving you some kind of advice that's going to point you towards the kingdom. So, you know, I'm just talking tonight. I'm just sharing my heart with you. We've got to get a kingdom mentality. We've got to begin to set our minds on things about Listen, that's why we don't see miracles. That's why we don't see miraculous things happen. We don't see God's outstretched hand as much as we think we should because we don't have a kingdom in death. Look, if you do things the Bible way, you're going to get Bible results. I mean, it's that simple. It's not, this is not rocket science. It's not Christian science either. But this is kingdom. This is kingdom So that's what we're doing We're preaching the kingdom We're teaching the kingdom Listen the kingdom of God is at hand people The kingdom of God is here And if you're not tapped into it If you're not experiencing If you're not touching the things of the kingdom Well listen it's not any, any fault of God It's not any lack on God's part While you're not getting your breakthrough It's not any lack on God's part While you're not experiencing the things of God, listen, God's already put it out there and he gives you a free invitation to come to the waters and drink. He gives you a free invitation to come to the waters and drink. But it's up to you. Look, you know how they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Well, sheep are like that too. And so are goats. If you ever have you ever been on the farm, sheep are like that. Goats are like that. So are horses. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You can lead a sheep to water too, but you can't make them drink. You can lead a goat to water, and you can't make them drink. And the thing is, is there's there's goats coming to the water, and there's sheep coming to the water. And the bottom line is, is you have a choice to drink freely from the water or not. It's your choice. Don't don't. Don't put it in God's hands. Don't blame the Lord for it.
2: Listen, read the book of Acts, people. Read the book of Acts. Huh? Think about it.
1: Think about what I'm telling you. Here are these 120 believers in an upper room praying for days and days and days and days, trammed up in this upper room seeking God, seeking God. Listen, for some of us, after two or three hours, we would have left. Listen, for some of us, if we didn't feel a tingle or a little bit of heat or a little bit of friction or get a little tear or get a little cool breeze, a little goose pimple, you know what I'm talking about. Especially if you go to an overly emotional church or a what we call a super spiritual church or a charismatic church, one that focuses on uh, the experience of God and the giftings and things like that.
2: Listen, for some of us, after a couple
1: hours, if we weren't really feeling it, if we weren't really being moved by the Spirit, we'd get out the door. And that's the difference between our Western culture mindset of today and where the Eastern culture is even today versus the Western. Listen, after two or three hours, if you're not doing your goose pimples and your your heat and you're your having your hot flashes or falling on the floor, sticking a tongue, a lot of people, listen, they'll stop praying if they don't feel something after a while because they get discouraged because they want this microwave Christianity. They want instant results. They don't want to have to actually take up their cross. They don't want to actually have to sacrifice. Think, what if God told you to go sit in a room for 10 days with 120 people and wait until something amazing happens? For some of us, we'd be there 10 minutes and we'd be fidgeting. 10 hours and we'd be fidgeting. 24 hours and we'd be losing it. But these guys were up there for 10 days praying they didn't know what was coming. Jesus just said, go away. I'll send it. You'll know when it gets here. They didn't stop till it got there. How different is that from our churches today? We can't even have an hour-long worship service before people are looking at their clock, going to get home, eat their lunch, look at the football game. And these guys crawled up in a room for 10 days. They didn't have worship. No, they didn't have you electric guitars and drums and sound systems and groovy words up on the screen and and all kinds of things to, to get your motor running. No, they were hardcore on their faces, praying, crying out to God with everything they had. There was nothing hype about it. But they were hungry and thirsty for the living God. And I'm telling you, God is calling you to the waters Sheep and goats. And you're either going to become a sheep and drink in the water, or you're going to stay a goat and be hard-headed and miss it. And you have the choice. So listen, all who are thirsty, come to the waters and drink. All who are thirsty, come to the waters and drink. That's that's, That's my invitation tonight.
3: And all who are thirsty, and all who are weak, come to the fountain, and if you are mm mm-hmm.
1: back to another edition of Prayer International Radio, just taking some time. You know, sometimes when you get hungry, you just got to stop and eat. Sometimes when you get thirsty, you just got to stop and drink. And that's why we wanted you to take some time to just taste and see that the Lord is good and eat and drink of the living water of God. You know, we're just hungry tonight, aren't we? Aren't we just hungry tonight? We're always hungry. You know, that's the thing. When you begin to develop a taste for the things of God, it just grows and it fetches in you. And fetches sounds like such a bad word sometimes. But honestly, you know, once you taste, see David just said, Taste and see. Just gimple taste. And you'll never be the same. And that's what we want to do, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know. You know, we use terms like drinking of His presence and hungering and thirsting for His glory, drinking of the Spirit. You know, we use a lot of these phrases sometimes in our what we call full gospel or spirit filled Pentecostal charismatic circles, whatever you want to call it. Okay, there's there's all kinds of labels and things you can put on it. But the bottom line is, is God's looking for people that are desiring Him. He's looking for people that want to be with Him, that, that want to please Him, that want to experience Him, that want to get to know Him. That's what God's looking for. You know? You ever wonder what God is looking for? Well, that's it. He's looking for hearts that are fully... The Father seeketh such to worship Him, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You know, that's what we're told. We're told that. You know, God is good. But you've got to develop a taste for his word. You know, listen, all scripture, all Bibles is profitable. It's all profitable. There's not one thing in that word that's not profitable, according to 2 Timothy 3. Look, you can use it for doctrine. You can use it for reproof. To reprove things. To check things out. Make sure they're right. For correction. If it's it's not right, you can correct it by using the word of God. For instruction. Listen, sometimes we're at a loss of direction or instruction in our lives. But we need to develop a, a word mentality. Look, God's words are spirit in their life. And if sometimes you feel like you're dying on the inside, You need to have the living words of God fill your soul. Listen, that's how God framed the world. Do you know that God used words? God used his words to actually frame out the world, just like framing a house. You know, building a foundation, building a structure. You know, except we use nails and screws and wood. Sometimes we use steel to do a steel frame on God used words.
2: Think about that. The worlds were framed by the Word of God. Why? It's living and active. Look, grass withers, flowers fade. God's Word
1: stands forever. His Word is living and active. It's sharper. It says two-edged it's you, it's sword. What it does, it discerns the thoughts and the intents of your heart. That's so why the Bible says, look, if you look into the if you look into the Word of God, it's like looking into a mirror and you see yourself as you really are. The closer you get to the Word of the Lord, the more you get to the things of the Spirit, you'll realize whether you're predominantly flowing in the things of the Spirit or you're walking in the things of the flesh. And the more you get into this word, it's going to point that out to you. The more you get into this word, it's going to make that very clear to you. Why? The word of the Lord is clear. It makes things clear. It gives insight to life. It it leads us. God says, your word is a lamp. My word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. My word endures forever. It doesn't return void. But it goes for if it, it accomplishes whatever God purposes it to do.
2: If you love Jesus, according
1: to John fourteen 15, you'll keep his commandments. You'll keep his word. You'll hide his word in your heart so that you don't sin against him. Your delight will become the law of the Lord. Your delight will become the law of the Lord because you realize that the word is settled. You realize it's stable. It's the one concrete. So all the only thing you've got in your life is His Word. When you realize that, you realize that it's actually given by inspiration from God. You realize that God wrote these scriptures for your learning. Romans 15 says, The scriptures were written for your learning, and through the scriptures you'll have hope.
2: Listen, when our hope is deferred, it makes the heart sick. God wants us to have hope. So, is your delight in the law of the Lord? Are you settled about
1: His word? You know, where is your faith at? Where's your trust? Where's your confidence at? Are you trusting in Him?
2: Are you confident in Him?
1: Are you trusting in them? That's the thing. Look, it's your faith that's the victory. It's your faith. It's your trust and confidence in God that's going to help you overcome the world. You know, God already knows that he can do all things. He already knows all things are possible. He already knows. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in us. It's according to your faith to be it unto you.
2: As you believe, it will be done to you.
1: And God wants you to imitate those that that walk in faith, that walk in patience. Those that inherit the promises of God, it's okay to imitate them. Paul said, imitate me. But the promises of God are yes and amen and Him. However you believe, it will be done for you. Why? God's faithful. The God who called you is faithful and he will do it. He'll do what he says. See, you've got to get confident that God's able to perform everything that he's promised.
2: And this is against
1: hopelessness. It's to keep hopelessness from happening. Do you believe that you're going to receive the promise? Are you confident that God's able to perform everything he's promised? Are you walking by faith and not by sight? Are you... Are you looking at Jesus with the eyes of the heart instead of looking at everything in the match? But you're only going to get faith in you. You're only going to get confident before God when you begin to hear and understand and trust and rely on his word. So that's what he wants to do, you know, just build a confidence in him. The deal is, is if you don't have
2: faith, See, God is a rewarder of
1: them that diligently seek him. But without faith, it's impossible to even please him. Look, when you come to God, you've got to believe that he is. You've got to believe that he is. If you don't believe that he is, don't expect anything from him. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for him, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is like a title deed to a house. When you see the title, you know that the house is, you know, it belongs to the house, so you know if you've got the title in your hand and your name's on the title, then the house or that car is yours. You may not see the house or car, but as long as you've got that piece of paper in your hand, you know it's good. Faith is the same thing. Believing God, trusting in God.
2: That what you're reading on paper is good. What you read in the Word of God in black and white
1: is good. Faith comes by hearing that Word. Confidence comes by meditating on the words of God. We need to get to a place where we're meditating day and night on His Word, and then we're going to have good success. Like, what did it say in Joshua eight?
2: You guys remember? I'll tell you what it says in Joshua eight. Everybody turn to Joshua 1.8. Hallelujah.
1: So the book of the law, so not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate on it day and day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Think about that. Let's go into the whole chapter, if you will. Um, I'm going to do 7 through 8 just to give us an idea. All right, here we go. It says, only be strong and very courageous that you do according to the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. turn not from it to the right or the left, that you will prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. That means don't ever let it get out of your mouth. Quit. Don't ever stop speaking the words of God. But you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then, listen, for then, say then then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you should deal wisely. So if you want to be prosperous, if you want to deal and have wise dealing, it says and have good success. So if you want to be prosperous, you want to be successful, you want to have wise dealings, meditate day and night on the word. Meditate day and night on the word. The only place in the early English versions, really, where the word success is found. Okay, let's go back. Let's look at 5 through 9. Let's think about the, the secret of God's success. What does it mean to be? Let's check this out. We're going to blow the whole chapter up here. It's not the whole chapter, but. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, be confident, be of good courage. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore before their fathers. Only if you be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to all that the law commanded you. Turn not from the right or the left, but you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and observe to do according to all that is written, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong, vigorous, very courageous? Be not afraid, do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is God's success plan. You want to know that if you look at the English versions of the Bible, the only place we're going to see the word success is in Joshua 1 8. And God equates success to meditating on His Word and doing what it says. But if you're going to have success in your life, you've got to get to a place where you meditate on His Word. You have an understanding and a working knowledge of His Word. You can apply His Word experientially to your life and begin to do what it says. And as you begin to heed, as you begin to obey, the word of the Lord. You're going to see wise uh, counsel, wisdom. Your wise dealings happen. As you begin to meditate on the word of the Lord and do it, you know, you're going to become prosperous. As you begin to meditate on the word of the Lord and do it,
2: you're going to have good success. As
1: far as I know, that's really the only place that talks about success in the Bible. Something to really think about. Just do a word study on the word success. Just see what you come up with. If you got some other points, I'd love to hear and We'll get an open discussion about uh, God's success plan. Being successful in the kingdom of God. being Having a successful life. Maybe we should start a series on it. Although I think we'd only have one chapter to, or one verse. One chapter and verse to really expound on as far as that word goes. There may be some other verses related to being successful, but as far as I can tell, that's the only one that really puts it out there like that. It's trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Look, we're going to take a small break, and then we'll be back. Praise God. i if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio, and we are going until probably about midnight tonight. Maybe eleven thirty. I don't honestly. I don't know. We're just gonna go till we go. But however long we go, we're gonna give glory and honor to Jesus. Glory and honor to Jesus. All right, welcome back. You know, that song was called Burn For You. And there's actually a local uh, church band, or church worship band here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area called Convergence Church. That's actually their worship team in one of their worship services. And uh, good stuff, you know. Our hearts are burning. And that's the whole deal. Are you on fire for the Lord? Do you have a passion and a hunger in your heart for God? Listen. It's time that we take that passion and we begin to pray.
2: But God wants you to be passionate.
1: God wants you to pursue him. And it's time that we passionately pursue the, the plans and the purposes of God. That's what he wants. Are you passionate? Is it a pursuit for you? See, God likes pursuit. He likes
2: to be pursued. He likes it when you seek him.
1: He likes it time to seek the Lord, you know, we're going to just take some time to pray, you know, and I really just wanted to say, you know, the thing is, is it's better when we pray together We to pray as one body, you know, the prayers that we pray, they're too big just to pray alone,
2: all right, and I know there's local churches
1: praying, I know there's prayer meetings, I know whatever you're a part of, if you're in the body of Christ, you're committed to the Lord. You've got a lot going on to listen. God says, I will not hold my peace night and day. He wants to watch me on the walls praying twenty four seven. It doesn't mean we need to pray twenty four hours a day as individuals, we can't we have to sleep and eat and do what we need to do. Go to work, go to church, take care of the kids, take care of the wife, take care of my husband, whatever you know, wherever you're at and let's go take care of your spouse, husband or wife, children, family, work. Recreation. You know we have busy lives, but the thing is, is we need to start taking time. We need to start making a way to pray. Take time. Listen, God's already on the move. Look, God's already moving. We're we're praying towards God's purposes here, and I want to make that real clear. We're not praying for our own ideas and our own agendas. But we're pursuing and praying. We're prayerfully pursuing God's purposes. Why? There's joy in it. Why? It's God's favorite way to be glorified. is by his people worshiping and praying to him. But God's already moving. We're not praying so that God will move. God's already moving. We're not trying to, uh, you know, what's the word? We're not trying to jumpstart God's car here. He's already doing good things. He's already doing the things he's promised to do
2: and even better things than we could ever imagine.
1: We definitely want God to hold off the worst, but more than that, we want to pray our prayers and ask God to bring the best. i said before, this is God's favorite way to be glorified. God's the one who's orchestrating the United Prayer. He's the one stimulating us. He's the one that's stimulating the people of God to pray like never before. Why? Why is he doing this?
2: He's about to do something amazing.
1: He wants us to pray for these things before they take place. That way when they explicitly, or when they happen, he's the one that explicitly, rather, he's the one that solely gets the praise, he gets the thanks, he gets all the glory.
2: God's setting us up to give Him much more than glory. We only prayed privately about our own personal concerns. You know that we limit God.
1: But answering prayer is one of God's favorite ways to be. Part of. He, he likes showing off. He likes showing His strength. He likes. He's an all-powerful, Almighty God.
2: we do this, there's joy
1: in it. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. God doesn't need our prayers. But he wants our prayers. He wants us to experience the joy of working with him, bringing life to others. But there's a lot of things that just won't happen apart from prayer. It's part of the deal. But the joy is just being with him. Also, there is some kind of fulfillment uh, when you see
2: God's promises fulfilled in your life that does bring you joy.
1: So a lot of people are praying prayers, believing God, and we need to just join, you know, with the body of Christ and pray. I'm just sharing a little bit. We need to passionately pursue God's purposes. God's unfolding his purpose throughout the earth. For
2: thousands of years he's been doing this. But the whole
1: deal is it's about Christ becoming famous and followed in every community. Look, when you pray, you're pursuing Christ's glory. When you pray, you're pursuing Christ's kingdom.
2: When you stretch your prayers to be longer and larger, listen stop praying for the everyday needs of others, pray to believe God in hope, just believe him, just believe'. Him.
1: We gotta pray beyond ourselves. We gotta start praying for the people to grow up into the things of God. Who are they going to become in Christ who has Christ called these people to become the these believers, the body of Christ, our brothers and sisters. You need to start asking God to do things on a city-wide or a statewide scale, bringing his kingdom in and transforming our culture.
2: You need to start asking God, God, pour out. Move in the city. Raise up a Jesus culture of people. Be specific with your prayers. Focus
1: your prayers just on a handful of people that you might know. Even your neighbors, friends of your neighbors, you're close enough to your neighbors to have an opportunity to talk with them about the Lord. If you're in a in a job place and your coworkers, if you're in school, your classmates, the more focused your list is, the more focused you are with your prayers. You, you'll eventually develop your own style, your own way of praying persistently.
2: And it, you'll
1: learn how to sustain with joy the things of God. To begin to sense that God expects you to hear your prayers. Every day you'll feel like, man, I need to pray. When you see God changing people's circumstances, and transforming people's lives,
2: and developing their character. When you start to pray like that for people, you're praying out of love.
1: But the deal is, is prayer leads to caring for people. You can pray your way into people's lives, then you need to pray for practical ways you can you can help them. If you focus your prayers on specific people, you can figure out how to better serve them,
2: how to better care for them. When you walk through the open doors of God, listen, just to be an
1: expression of his love,
2: look, you're, you're going to grow
1: inside, and it's going to be like an adventure. A holy responsibility to come over you as a, a passion for God and compassion for people start to burn in your heart. You're going to pray, and you're going to care for people. And as you do practical things to bless people, and as you continue to pray and demonstrate God's love and practical ways. God's going to give you opportunities to speak to people about following Jesus. Instead of thinking of evangelism or sharing your faith as a burden, you're going to find yourself really running after the things of God with a genuineness, with authenticity. Well, don't do anything until you see God do something first. So we just need to start praying God's Word. We need to start praying God's promises, praying the stories of the Bible. When we start to pray God's Word, His promises are fulfilled. You need to look at the purpose of God that you find in Scripture and begin to pray that way. The best way to pray is to pray the Bible, just plain and simple.
2: A lot of people don't pray because they don't know what to
1: say. You know that? A lot of people don't know what to say. What do you say? But look, if you start to express God's heart with your own words, as your prayers begin to form with a vision
2: and the truth of the Scriptures begin to fill up your prayers, you'll see your prayers stretch forth God's desires. To pray the promises, the Bible's filled with promises, they're not just for the people in the Bible promises, but these are promises for you too. like he's got love, he's got power. He's the same yesterday today, forever. nothing's diminished, nothing's changed.
3: we say
1: All right, well, welcome back. And we're going to go into a time of prayer now, Uh, just taking some time, you know, just to worship the Lord. Like I said, we will, at times, do straight prayer, we might do straight teaching, we may just have nothing but worship. We never really know how the Lord's going to direct us on some of these programs sometimes, you know, we just kind of go with the flow, just trust God with what we're doing, and you know, we just we just want to honor and glorify the Lord in what we do. And we just trust that what we're doing is doing exactly that, you know. And so wherever you're at in the scope of things, we just want to pray. So, Father, tonight we just ask, Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done in, in the lives of the men and women listening tonight, Lord. Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would leave in a mighty way. We have been a mighty way, Lord, touching them in their minds, touching them in their bodies, touching them in their hearts. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Father, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We just give you all the glory and the honor and the praise today, Father. Lord, we hallow your holy name. We hallow your precious name today, Father, and we thank you. We give you all the praise because you deserve all the glory, Jesus. You deserve all the glory of Jesus So Father tonight we just pray Lord God for a revival Of your church Lord to revive Your church Bring a lasting revival To your people Father God Father we pray Lord God That you would just Burn in the hearts Of your people revive churches that have been Weakened and, and Going through issues Father we pray Lord That an outpouring of your spirit Lord Father, help these churches, help your people turn from sin and seek renewed relationships in Christ. Father, we pray that your people will experience your power in your life, Lord. Father, Psalm 85, 6 and 9 says, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O oh God, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints, but let them not return with folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That his glory may dwell in our land. Father, we pray, Lord God, show us your unfailing love, Lord. Help us to rejoice in you. Revive us again, O God. Wake us up, O God, and let your promises come forth in Jesus' name. Revive us, Lord. Help us not to be cold. Help us not to be lackadaisical, Lord. But help us burn intensely with the fire of first love.
2: Your unfailing love, Lord, let us know it. Your powerful love, Lord, let us know it. Father, speak in
1: life-giving power, Lord. Lift up our hope, Lord. Father, we receive everything that you say, Lord. Come upon your people, Lord, with heaven's peace and heaven's presence. Lord, move over your people with a presence and a peace, Lord. Envelop entire cities with resurrection life, Father. Establish your glory throughout our
2: land, O oh God.
1: Lord Luke one seventy six 76 76-78 says, Go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sun rise from on high shall visit us. Father, in times past, Lord, you've always surprised us, Lord. You always bring your presence. You always bring your presence upon your people.
2: Bring your tender mercies.
1: Expose our hidden sins. Expose our hearts. Help us to be eager to forgive. Prepare our hearts, Lord, to have a right attitude towards people, Lord. Bring a tender and powerful conviction of sin, Lord. Expose sin. But set people free from its power, Lord. Set people free from the power of sin, Lord. Send your people, Father. Send your forerunners. Send your missionaries. Send your preachers, Lord. Send those that would declare the glory of God to bring hope to people. That God's going to visit entire communities in reviving power, Lord. We just pray for that. Visit communities and in reviving power, Jesus. Move in a mighty way. Father, I pray for the eyes of all people to be open, Lord, for for teenagers and youth to be open, Lord, right now. Father, we know that there's a major move of God in the youth, a major youth movement in our nation and around the globe, that you're touching the hearts of young people. Father, we pray for people in their teens to be radically changed, for them to commit their lives to Christ and make wise choices. Father, that you would bring mentors, solid friendships with their peers who are following Jesus. Father, that you would cause open communication with children and their parents. But, Father, your intentions, that your intentions, Father, for this generation, Lord, would come forth in the fullest measure. Father, we pray your intentions for this generation would come forth
2: in fullest measure, O God. And
1: Father, we pray right now on behalf of America and the Caribbean, Lord, we pray for North America. pray that you would cover North America and Canada right now, Lord. Cover South America, Father, and Central America. Cover the Caribbean right now, Father. We thank you, Father God, that you're moving in Anquilla, Antiqua, in Barbuda, in Argentina, Aruba, in the Bahamas, Lord. We thank you that you're moving uh, over the Caribbean right now, Father, in the islands.
2: Father, open the eyes of their hearts. And cause your people to follow you.
1: Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we just ask that you move in a mighty way, Lord, and touch your people tonight. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem and prosperity over there, Lord. We pray for everybody listening tonight, Father God, that you would touch them in a mighty way, Lord. Use their knees wherever they're at.
2: All right, so, Father, we
1: also have a prayer request. We just want to lift up the school board, Lord, right now in Florida. Father, we just pray, Lord God, that they would not uh, get the palm skinners and these things, Lord, that they they would spend their tax dollars right, Lord God, that they would not be lining up the children like cattle, Father, but, Lord, that they would uh, just bring discernment to the teachers and the people, the school board and the administration there. Give them a godly fear and give them wisdom about what they're doing, Father, we pray. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name, Lord, that you're exposing the enemy's plans, Lord, and you're showing us, Father God, where our system in America has failed. But we pray, Father God, that you'd raise up a new standard in America among our young people, among our youth, among our junior highs, high schools, elementary schools, colleges, and where children and youth are being trained up. We pray for truth to be revealed. We pray that Jesus will become a reality to them, Lord, but Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, touch every person on the show tonight. Meet their needs in a mighty way. Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're leading and guiding us with open ears and open eyes. You're putting your words in our mouths, Father, and we pray that for your people tonight. We just ask this in Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We will be back tomorrow night. And Until then, just keep your eyes on the Lord and follow him with all your heart. You have a blessed night. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Beautiful